coming to you from the lab, where we talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Riding Shotgun is my co-host, Big Keith. I'm your host, Mike, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This this week, Keith and I speak with a purveyor of hand-sewn shooting products, perform another live review, and discuss hearing protection. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. If you like the content we're creating, we'd appreciate it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, as well as a comment. And as always, by my side tonight is the big man, Big Keith. How are we doing, Keith? Oh, doing great. As always, I don't think I've ever said anything other than great, but I guess I'm generally pretty great. Not uh, me you know personally, what? I'm reason- just in a great mood. There's a reason I have you on the show. You're like that positivity that yeah. I like having around me. So. I do. I will get a little gushy and give credit for my positivity to my wife. She makes me a much more positive person. Cause she is good. definitely uh, the positivity in your life. She's a very <laughs> positive. No she's, she's a very happy person. All the time, right? Like she's like, oh, yeah. smiling. She really is. It's definitely true. It's that's me. Why they're, that's, it's that's me that they call, smile. That's why they call them the better half. They are the better half. True. True. So, um, so guess what? I have manned up tonight, and I am back to manly drinks. I am drinking a very nice whiskey tonight. Well, that is oh, that's good. I I am uh, not drinking anything tonight, as I told you. I'm I'm cutting back a little bit during the week, trying, and uh, that means you know water. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with water, I suppose. Um. So I do want to uh, I do want to say that I've been very happy with some feedback I've gotten from some people that I know that listen to the show. Um, and some people have kind of said like, oh, you know, the show's great. Like, you know, what can I do to support it? Obviously we always ask for reviews. That's a great thing. Um, and the comments obviously, but I also want to point out that, uh, we've had a couple episodes where we've had really good guests and they had really good products that you and I liked, thought were really cool. And a couple of them have thrown out some discount codes. So I do want to actually oh, just kind of right. like plug them really quick. Um, Carolina custom foam with, that was our Thanksgiving episode. They gave us a code TGE 20, which is $20 off any case, whether it be a stock case or one of their custom consultations. And then resurgent arms. Will was, he's a great guy. He has the New York compliant hand, uh, grip that I actually yeah. have on my AR. And that, uh, not just the grip, the, um, uh, What's the other thing that they have? Uh, the safety is sick. Yes. The, the, yes. the 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 back plate, the hand like that goes your like webbing your hand goes this, on is pretty slick. <clears throat> the safety, um, I think, was my favorite. Was my favorite. I love the safety. Like that safe, I'll run that safety on a- any rifle I have, whether it's New York compliant or not. It's just really cool how like your thumb just catches it. Yeah. But that code is Gun Experiment twelve, and that's twelve percent off. Actually, from what he's told me, a lot of people are using it, which makes me really happy. Yeah, that I was really, exciting. I rem- I uh, remember you telling me that in passing, and uh, I, 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 this. This was a great idea. I forgot all about these, to be honest with you. So yeah, well, I just want to remind, remind people that we are—they are affiliate links, so we do get a little something out of it. It doesn't cost the the um, the purchaser anything, but it just kind of like helps the show, keeps the lights on a little bit, and you know, kind of goes towards some of the things that we have to pay for. But it, it doesn't cost anyone anything, and I truly—I mean, I use these products. I use the uh, Resurgent Arms products, and I think. Um, the Carolina Custom Foam, I haven't bought one of them yet, um, but they're, I mean, he's an artist. Like, that guy's like crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, the things that he, if you can commission one, that is really, really cool. I, I really got excited about maybe building some concealment furniture and, uh, you know, yeah. buying a piece of foam and having having that uh, uh, work out. So that that's where I'm headed. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, if you're out there, Carolina Custom Foam TGE 20 for $20 off or uh, Resurgent Arms, it's Gun Experiment 12 for 12% off. Um, go check them out. Definitely really good products and I, I would definitely back those guys 100%. So anyway, without further ado, our guest tonight started making sewn goods for the shooting community in 2019. All of his products are made with the best materials right here in the US of A and come with a lifetime warranty. Please welcome Chad Smith from Flatline Fiber Co. Chad, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? I'm doing good. Well, I, you already know I'm doing great, Chad. So yeah, he's always <laughs> doing great. Absolutely. So Chad, um, your company is based out of Grove, Georgia. I don't exactly know where that is, but I can tell you this. I like the gun laws in Georgia much more than here in New York. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, for real. Um, are you originally from Georgia or did you move there for career reasons? What's, uh, what's your, your back, your background here? Yeah, actually, uh, I grew up in Georgia, um, just 30 minutes south of Atlanta. It's actually Locust Grove, Georgia. Um, <clears throat> but I actually grew up uh, just 15 minutes from Locust Grove. Um, yeah, 30 minutes south of Atlanta, um, just a quiet little town. I live kind of out in the country. Um, I like it, you know. Nice. So hometown boy and uh, starting a business there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been pretty good so far. So I got to ask you really quick. Cause so I, um, I will someday be a Southerner. I, I was born and raised in the North, but I'm meant to be a Southerner. I, I promise you that. I and, like uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love the food. I love the people. Like I love whenever I can go to eat South. barbecue so, all the time if you could. Oh, friggin' love it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, my question is I like, there's an area called blue mountain or blue Ridge, Georgia, Yes. Um, it's on the west side of Georgia, um, really close to Tennessee, actually. So my question is, um, I've always wanted to go down south, mainly because of the political persuasion of the south. Right. But Georgia, Georgia scare me a little bit. Are you guys are you guys on the verge of purple? What's going on with you guys? Yeah, we actually uh, we actually turned blue uh, in my county, actually turned blue uh, as well this year. Um, but, you know, I, you know. I think what it has to do with is um, a lot of tax breaks that's been given to the Hollywood um, uh, for movies yeah. and whatnot. So that's kind of, I mean, we've we've always been a, a transient state anyway. Yeah, and you have Atlanta, which is obviously you know Atlanta is definitely going to be very very blue. But right, so are there's the some, gun laws great street racing in Atlanta? Yeah, there's there? a ton of street racing. Yeah, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, really good. Yeah, huh. Yep. So now I'm assuming that even though there's this sort of verge of, you know, this little wavering or going on, I'm assuming it's still a very pro-gun state. I have to assume that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you have some places that like to put up signs and everything, but uh, that does not mean anything. In Georgia, you can pretty much carry, um, you can carry in bars, you can carry, uh, there's yeah. camp campus carry, um, you can carry in parks, um, Pretty much anywhere other than schools and the federal buildings that have no guns posted. You know? Yeah, there's some. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm I'm pretty red, you know. But like, there's definitely a few things that I'm like I'm more socially liberal, you know. Like, I think people should just live the way they want to live. Right. Socially. Yeah. Is, is Georgia an open carry? Um, no, no, no. We have a weapons carry permit, so okay. e even if you're concealing or wearing outside the waistband. Uh, you still have to have a weapons carry permit. 
Okay. But now, you can open without cover garment though? Can I mean can you carry without cover garment? Yeah, oh absolutely. Oh, oh, you just oh, have yeah. to have the you just have to have the license. Um yeah, now, yeah. You can you can sling a rifle without a without a license. Yeah. So to clarify, you're an open carry state, but you're not a constitutional carry state. Correct, right? correct. Yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, we're we're we we have to uh, in New York we have to have a permit, but we we have to be concealed, concealed. at all times. Really? Yeah. 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 Huh. So, okay. how did you? So, let's go down this road. How did you first get into firearms? Okay. So, first, uh, your first memory of firearms. Let's start with that. Um, probably shooting with uh, my friends, my best friend's dad, out in the yard, just uh, shooting a three hundred eight rifle, bolt action rifle, twenty twos. Um, probably twenty a uh, twenty two long rifle was the first uh, gun I ever shot, but. Uh, my dad actually wasn't uh, a gun guy. He never, you know, he had a, a 22 and a shotgun. That was it. And um, so most of my firearms experience growing up was with um, uh, my friend's parents, my friend's dads, you know, going over there, hanging out during the summertime, shoot some guns. I mean, it's kind of common your, around here because of the land. Was your dad supportive of that? Oh yeah, like he's not he's not against guns at all. He just uh wasn't a gun guy. Yeah, he hunted when he was younger and then yep. that's his, he stopped hunting, so he just figured, well, I don't need a gun. Still doesn't have a gun. Okay. So Got it. you notice he knows he mentioned twenty two though, Keith. Like yeah. ev- that's the gun, man. That that is the gun, you know. Well, like that, that was oh, my yeah. it might be it might be the mo- I, I'm gonna go on a limb here. Keith, because Keith and I are big twenty two. We love twenty twos. Oh yeah. It might be the most important gun in terms of recruit bringing new people into the fold. You know oh, what well, I mean? I, yeah, I mean it, it doesn't matter what age. You know, I mean it's it's comfortable. It's not even you know totally loud unless you're shooting like that that twenty two magnum that I got. But um, you know, for the most part, it's it's great. You can you can do some long range shooting with it and and mm-hmm. learn you know, trajectory and uh, understand all of those, those concepts. So yeah, I, I'd say it's a pretty, probably one of it's, the most important ones. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, one of my, uh, probably one of the, my favorite moments or memories was, uh, uh, my buddy and I just sitting on his back porch. We had a Wendy's hamburger, you know, hamburger joint, uh, <laughs> cup, way out in the field. Well, I say way out, but it was probably a hundred yards. And we had his bolt action 22, just seeing if we could shoot the straw, you know? Yeah. Well, on a 22, <laughs> and, uh, you gotta, you still have to account for a hundred yards, you know? It's, yeah. It was, Definitely. it was so much fun, you know? And our, and then our parents didn't, they didn't pay any attention to us. It was like, all right, have fun, be careful. So right. <laughs> did, did I read somewhere that you were, in, um, you had, you have some experience in aircraft maintenance? Yeah, yeah, actually that yeah, I just got out of it. I'm uh have my airframe and power plant license and I'll have that forever. Um yeah, so that's Mike, is it we've had a lot of guests with uh, aviation experience. I I yeah, love it. It's weird. Yeah, Keith's an aviation guy. It's it's really weird because really? um yeah, like we've had a lot of guests. Uh, I know I know you in fact know at least one of them. But um right. we've had a lot of guests that like they either like were in the military and they worked on that, you know, that was their profession in the military Mm -hmm. or they were, um, you know, aircraft medics. Like we just had a lot of people around like the air. It's weird how like guns and aircraft and engineering seems to all kind of coincide with each other. Right, Keith? Is that what what you're thinking? Yeah, that was what what it it, it did kind of cross my mind a little bit. Um, Yeah. My experience in aviation chat is simply I've been 
<laughs> I, I've been fascinated with aviation since I was a kid. Um, but I, I, I started working on my pilot's license a few years back. And, oh, cool. and um, thank you. I have uh, two young children. There's five and six now. But uh, with them, I just, I, I've really not been able to find the time to finish. And I'm so oh, yeah. close. And I just, I keep getting these inspirations to go finish, but I just can't make it happen. I feel like this show is like calling to you, like Keith. Ah, it all, Keith. It's, and it's all the time now. It feels like it's, it's very, very. Yeah. Yeah. So Keith, really I don't want to, inter- I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to get back to Chad's company. Yeah. Really yeah. Quick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I love the conversation, but I do want to, I want to learn more about the company. I'm sorry. So, um, Chad, I, I was looking at your, uh, your website and I was prepping for the show and like looking and kind of poking around. And I have to tell you, I love your logo. So it's like a you know, flatline Fiberco, and their their logo. For those of you listening, it's like a you know I don't know what you call that, but it's the like you know blue bleep, blue bleep that you know like someone's like heart monitor, right? And it's right. it's just a really clean looking logo. So how did your name Flatline Fiberco come about? And um, you know, in my experience, coming up with the name for any passion project I've ever done. So the name of this show, I used, I tried like a little bit of like a t-shirt company years ago and I had to come up with a company. It was, it's always hard because it's like, oh, is that stupid? And like, everything sounds stupid to me at first, but right. the more I, what I do, my process, I write down like just everything that comes to mind in a journal. And then I start to look them over and I just kind of like keep playing it in my head until finally one of them goes, yeah, that's, that's the, that's it. That's the name. So I'm curious how the process worked for you and how you came up with the name and the logo. Well, for me, um, I'm terrible at naming stuff. Um, I'm just, I've always been really bad at it. Like, um, so I grew up playing video games and I would always either steal part of my brother's gamer tag or I would, um, they were always really lame. Still is really lame. The one that I have now. Um, what is so, it? So, what is it? It's 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 Flatline FC. That's that's my gamer tag on Xbox. <laughs> so it's like okay. not it's not original at all. Um, but uh, the name actually, my friend came up with it. My best friend. I called him. We were talking, and he said I can come up with a name. And he just kept texting me like one after the other, one after the other. Here's the name. Here's the name. So I just compiled a list and ran it by a couple of people. And that's uh, Flatline Fiber Co. is the one that stuck. And I liked it a lot. Um, as far as the logo, uh, a friend of mine from high school, uh, Danny Moore, is a uh, web designer, graphic designer. Um, he's been doing it since we were in high school. Um, and I just shot him. I was working. I was at the airport. And uh, I sent him a text message and said, uh, Hey Danny, I'm going to start a business and this is what I'm doing. And this is the name. Um, I need a logo and I'm going to need a website. And, uh, I woke up the next morning cause I was working night shift or I woke up the next afternoon cause I was working night shift. And, uh, in my inbox was, you know, a bunch of logos and, uh, he designed it and everything. I mean, it, that's cool. So really, you know, I can't. I can't take credit for any of it, really. Hey, man, well, it's no, the people got, we surround ourselves yeah, with, Yeah, right? taking the words right. out of my mouth, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, so wh- the guy who came up with the names, give you got to give him a shout-out. I don't know if he may never listen to the show. Ron, Ron, actually, Ron Moore? Ron Moore? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Brit Francisco. Oh. Uh, yeah. We, That's we, a great name, by the way. That's he's a great name. Yeah. Great guy, best friend, still talk. We, we've known each other since high school or before high school. Um, great, great, great guy, so... 
I'm not gonna lie. That actually sounds like a porn name. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will love that. <laughs> I was say, make sure you tell him that. <laughs> I will. I'm yeah. going. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like a porn name, but uh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, if I'm not mistaken, your background. You also have a background in computers. So, yeah. is that correct? Yeah. So, sewing goods by hand seemed. And by the way, I want to point this out. I was writing this show out, and I was like, so I was like, he you make hand goods, you know? And I was like, wait, but he uses sewing machines. So is that by hand technically? I looked it up. You, by, <laughs> I had to look it up. I was like, is that true? Is that true? And yes, because you are technically using your, your you're making things with the machine by hand. It is right. a hand good. So oh, anyway, yeah. I do have so, some, I do you have are some allowed. automation. I will, yes. I, will <laughs> I will admit, I do have some, uh, a couple pieces of machinery that are automated. Um, but. We're gonna call it. it your your it's hand goods. I <laughs> yeah. just want to point out that it is hand goods. It is handcrafted, um, yeah, definitely. And I let love, it be known. I let it be known. You. Let it be known that when I write a show up, I do my research. I, I love it. Sure. It's great. I like it. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah, man. <clears throat> so anyway, so so sewing goods by hand seems like it would have been a bit out of your wheelhouse coming from a computer background. How did you make that transition? Like, I mean, like I always am impressed by this, and I've said this with Will from Resurgent Arms. Like, guy, I'm blown away by people who just are like, I'm going to learn to sew unless right. maybe you have a background in that. But I mean, it seems amazing to me. So give us that sort of how that transition happened. Well, so, um, right out of high, I'm going to take you way back, but I'm, I'm going to make it short. I'm not going to make it too long, but, uh, I love it straight out of high school. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew computers were, this was 2004 computers, uh, technology was, was booming. Uh, so I thought, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll go to school for uh, graphic design, computer animation. That didn't work out. Ended up going to school for uh, computer networking for about a year and a half um, and uh, got a job in tech support um, and doing phone tech support on, you know, uh, there at the business that I was working for, doing hands-on tech support. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, then a friend of mine uh, was uh, um, going to school to get his A and P license to be become an aircraft uh, mechanic, and uh, you know, so I said, "Hey, so do they have something in school for computers and airplanes?" And he said, "Yeah, it's called avionics." And I said, "Okay." Um, so I went up to the school, um, talked to him, decided that's what I wanted to do, um, but then the avionics instructor quit. So I said, okay, well, I guess I'll get my MP license as well. Um, cause it goes hand in hand with avionics. Um, sure. so uh, that didn't un- end up working out. I ended up turning wrenches and like liking it, uh, working with my hands, doing sheet metal. And, uh, I've always been creative. Um, as a child growing up, I've always liked to make things with my hands, um, create things. Um, I can draw, I can draw and paint and stuff like that. I've always been able to do that. Um, and, um, so I got a job at a major airline after AMP school. Um, and I actually was, so I was working on the flight line. I got, uh, my job card, whatever, got my work with is, uh, what we call the person that you're working with that night anyway. Um, and I'm driving in the truck. And I start talking to this guy, never met him. He's a new guy, uh, but he's really nice. Um, and we just started, I, I brought up guns for some reason, you know, 
And uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Because if the guy doesn't like guns, then I'm going to talk shit. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, then he mentioned, "Oh, really? So I own a belt company." And I was like, "Oh, really? What what belt company?" He said, uh, "It's Blue Alpha Gear." And I said, "Are you serious?" I was just blown away that I just happened to run it, you know, work with this guy, and because uh, I followed them on Instagram, this was. Yep. Three or four years ago. I can't remember now. Um, probably four, maybe. Yeah, probably four years ago. Um, and it was Jesse, one of the owners of uh, Blue Alpha Gear. And um, so we talked about his business every time that we worked together. And I, <laughs> and, it, and it rubbed off. It did. It rubbed off. <laughs> I was excited for him because he was going through, uh, him and Kurt were just growing their business so fast. And I was just so intrigued because I've always wanted to own my own was business. It, was as well. it contagious? That like that 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 energy was probably contagious, right? Yeah, because he was so passionate about it. You know, just extremely yeah. passionate yeah. about it. And we've uh, had him. Cool. On, we've had him on the show and talked with him. Yeah. Full that. disclosure for anyone listening: this is how we came. We met Chad. Like we were introduced <laughs> to Chad um, by Kurt. So you know, that's when I said the aviation connection. That's part of that aviation connection. But. Um, you know, when we heard your story, we wanted to have you on the show as well. So that's just kind of how we made this connection, but keep going. Yeah. So, um, Jess and I were just talking, uh, at work one night <clears throat> and we were, I mean, we were like in the middle of working, we were getting ready to go out to an airplane. And I just remember, I remember the moment he looked at me and, uh, he said, you know, you should start a, a sewing businesses or you should start a business as well. And I said, uh, I said, well, you know, my grandfather and my father, um, my grandfather used to do automotive upholstery. Um, and he left me an industrial sewing machine. Just and, coincidentally. How weird yeah. is that? <laughs> and Jesse just smiled and he said, you should start a sewing business. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much history, man. That's cool. That's, that's actually a really cool story. And I love the fact that you're, it's sort of in your DNA a little bit. It is. It really well, is. Uh, my grandfather, automotive upholstery, he taught my dad, he taught my uncle, um, and my my grandfather on my mother's side, actually, uh, he did furniture upholstery. So, well, wow. I mean, it could so, have been, it could have been automotive in, uh, upholstery. Why was it, you know, why was it, you know, um, some things for the firearm industry? Well, uh, because I have a love for firearms, right? So, um, when Jesse told me and showed me videos that he goes to the Iraq veteran 88, 88 range days every year. Um, and he's been going for a while. He showed me videos and I said, man, I've been watching YouTube videos of this for years and I would love to go. And, um, he talked to Kurt and they drug me along and let me just, you know, basically work for them for the weekend and like, help them carry and unload the vehicle, the, the trailer and stuff for the event. And, you know, that weekend is when I came up with, uh, my ear pro wrap design and, uh, you know, it just don't give too much, don't give too much of that away. Cause that's a, that's a question later on. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's cool. It was just, that was another moment of inspiration because I saw that everyone in the firearms community, um, and YouTubers, coming by talking to Jesse and Kurt, they were super nice to me. Um, I, I just, I just did not meet anybody that had a bad attitude. 
Yep. Everybody was super welcoming. That's really, really nice. He says the same thing. Everybody's always so nice in this. this Yeah. Everyone I talk to, I mean, like we've had like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say like monster, like, you know, huge industry names, but we've had some pretty big industry names. I feel like you really have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, like I always go back to Daniel Shaw because like, you know, I fanboy out on it. I was like, that's how I got into podcasting. He was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. But like, he was the nicest guy. Like when I reached out to him, he was just like, yeah, his exact words were, yeah, I'll jump on your show, man. That's great. And I was like, (laughs) man, like, okay, cool, man. I've only been listening to you for like the last like that's the that's the stuff that like jesse and kurt have that make you know chad do what he does and makes you feel so confident about trying to get to a daniel shaw you know like right yeah people aren't you know mike i'm gonna give you some credit here mike you know you mike has been able to get these people to agree to do a podcast and and who are we yeah right (laughs) you know yeah so it is cool when Kurt jumped on, like at the end of the interview, he was like, I mean, he knew we weren't like some huge, po- you know, we're not some huge podcast, but like, you know, he, his exact words were, he's like, man, you guys are working hard. You're trying really hard. And that, right. that's, that's what made him want to jump on. Like, it was yeah. like, it was the fact that we but care about the industry a little it bit. Sound, you know? It sounds like it's rubbed off on Chad and that's what's uh, got him going here. One yeah, of the, absolutely. one of the things that, that I've been really asking a lot of our guests that are in, in this industry, Chad is. Are you tracking at all, like any of your sales with with regard to like new gun owners? Who's a new gun owner and who's not? Um, I'm not tracking it, um, but I do remember, and you know, I do remember having. Uh, co- I do have conversations with new gun owners, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it takes a lot of time, a lot of my time. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's. It's super necessary to welcome in somebody Thank with you. open arms and be like super helpful um, to them and just, you know, not overburden them with too much crap and too much, you know, uh, I don't know, just information. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some bad information out there. But yeah. if someone asks and they're humble enough to admit that they don't know, I'm here to help anybody. Can I ask you a question? And this, uh, this was not in my, I was not planning on bringing this up, but sure. I was on, I was, Keith, you're going to laugh at this pretty, pretty hardcore, I think. Um, so I was poking around on, on Facebook and full disclosure, Chad, Keith is not on any social media. He cut the cord. He's doesn't yeah. want any part of it. Yeah. yeah I, I cut the cord years ago. It's, well, now so you're smart. on a podcast, so you can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to try to let Mike handle it for as long as possible. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, well, <laughs> I was on social media today and Keith, I, let me start by saying, Chad, Keith, would you, is it fair to say that we try to build up the new gun owners? That's one of our missions or one of our goals. Sure. sure. And we try to be open-minded and fair to everybody. Absolutely. Okay. So I, so this guy asked this question on, uh, I think it was just like some like uh, Facebook group that I'm in and he was like, uh, could anybody recommend a pistol? It doesn't have a lot of recoil because the pistol I have really has a lot and it it's kind of like it's kind of hard for me to shoot. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the very first comment I see is someone says, I don't think guns are for you, Buttercup. <laughs> oh, oh man. And then I doesn't even I'm, know what it is, right? Like I was, even know I, what he's shooting. It could have been a 44 Magnum for all we know, right? Right. But so I I, I got hooked. I got ho- I went down the rabbit hole so deep and I couldn't stop reading the comments. And some people were very like, hey, you know, maybe try this or, you know, Smith & Wesson's pistol seemed to have like less recoil, whatever. It's hard, But man. some 
some people like I I don't like to curse, so I'm gonna full disclosure. If you are offended, mute for a second. Somebody was like, "Yeah, you might want to get yourself a squirt gun that you can store in your pussy." And I was uh. like, "Oh, I'm like, come on, come on." I mean, I was laughing at some of the comments. I have to say, I, I'm an aircraft mechanic, so like filthy talk is I'm no, I'm, I'm yeah. really used I'm used to some really bad stuff chad listen, listen I was the a, visual I, I, of those things are funny like yes. yeah yeah no that's no, why that's i said funny. you're gonna laugh keith but chad I, I was a corrections officer i've heard it oh all. wow okay believe yeah, believe have. me when i say i've heard it all mm-hmm. okay but my point is these people and i'm sure that they part of it was funny part of it was joking but my point is is that's not the way to welcome people into the gun community that's right. more my my that's where i'm going with this so when keith asked you that question right mm-hmm. about new gun owners right do you find that people are like oblivious and are you finding that like this person who couldn't handle the recoil of God knows what he was shooting? Right. Um, do you find that that's a problem that like people aren't welcoming? Do you find no, it, that it's a big problem? I, I really, I definitely think it's a problem. Um, yeah. But at the same time, so if, if you've been a part of the community or if, you, if you've been um, worked in an environment like, like we've worked in, um, you know, similar to like, Aircraft mechanics are, are probably very similar to cops, um, very similar to firefighters, people in the military, just how, because a lot of people in, in aviation were prior military. So, you know, I had to even get used to it coming into there, but so things that they might type that they think is a joke that like, they don't realize that people that are not like that are, are, are getting their feelings hurt. Um, so I can understand both sides of it, but yeah, it, it is a problem. It's a problem on social media too, because like, again, the guy who was like, I'll, I'll go with the more mundane of the two, but the guy that was like, guns might not be for you, buttercup. We don't know the tone, right? He might've just been right. just goofing on the guy and you know, he but doesn't know the guy's situation. Like maybe the guy was handicapped. Maybe, maybe someone sold him a 44 Magnum and the guy really truly has a, a, a hand cannon on him. Right. But I feel like social media is the devil and this is that why Keith is isn't on problem. it. That is yeah, it, it's, you know, it's the fact that we don't have any perspective. Well, even the way we're having a conversation right now is better than the way that conversation went on social media. You yeah, can get definitely. tone, you can get afflection, you can, you can have a conversation. You can know that I'm just saying maybe, maybe shooting a pistol is not for you, buttercup, so, but what are you shooting? You know, <laughs> like, so like what I, I had, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's not new to guns. So I kind of, um, I kind of knew what I was dealing with. I've known him for a long time, but he, we didn't never talked about guns. And, uh, he said that his hands were too big for a Glock 19. And I said, I uh, told him that more than likely his grip just sucks. And he, he probably got offended by it, <laughs> but that's just the way that I, it, I talk sometimes. Gun. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. It doesn't have a full-size grip, but um, it is a larger gun. And I was like, you know, you're not much bigger than I am. I'm pretty sure you don't have giant meat hooks as hands. Like, I think you can. So I just told him straight up, I think your grip sucks. And then I sent him a picture of what a proper grip looks like. And did his like, grip suck? His grip did suck, yeah. it wasn't. Ter- <laughs> it, it wasn't terrible. I've seen far worse. Yeah. But it could be much higher. His, his grip yeah. wasn't high enough because, sure. you know, I've seen giant people shoot Glock 19s and their pinkies not hang off the end of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's not like you're shooting a uh, an LCP, right? Right. Yeah. Which yeah. so let, <laughs> yeah, I have one. I hate. I hate it. Like it, it's terrible. Um, so let's get back to your products, right? So okay. So one of your products, um, which we'll be reviewing later, are the ear pro wraps, and it's such a simple design. You you alluded to it at the Iraq uh, veteran shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very simple design, but it's very cool. Um, how did this, so tell us the story about the, the shoot and how this product came about. Yeah, we were, we were hanging out at the booth, um, at, uh, at range day for everyone that doesn't know, there's a, there's the firing line. Um, and there's a bunch of tents just lined up in rows. And at that event, uh, they've changed it since, but at that event, every tent was right beside each other and everybody was crammed in pretty tight. Um, it was almost like being at a concert event or something. Um, but when the range went cold, just to kind of give everybody a break, um, I saw a bunch of people walking around with their ear pro um, wrapped around their arm yep. or on their head or around their around their uh, their thigh or their leg. And I saw another guy walk by, walk by with his uh, with his ear pro in his hand, and it had a uh, had a, a ear pro wrap on top on top of it and i've seen them before but not a lot of people there had them um i stopped him and asked him if i could look at it. i looked at it and then a light bulb kind of went off and you know that because when i wear my ear pro on top of my head like that it pushes on the sides of my head and uh it creates pressure and it's just uncomfortable um so that's yeah. that's when i decided that uh w- there needed to be a way that you could just hook those your ear pro around your belt loop uh, or around your book back or something. So that's when yeah. I came up with it, with the idea. So the better yeah. mousetrap. Yeah. I, um, I'm a big fan of like, you know, I'll go out to like, you know, mark my target or whatever, and mm-hmm. I'll just throw it around my thigh, you know? And I actually like that. Like if I'm like standing, if I'm standing around talking to someone, I'll just throw it around my thigh and okay. you know, it's great. Try walking with it on there. Right. It does not stay on your leg. It's going it, it to come off. It's going to come off. It's going to start to slide down. It's going to mm-hmm. fall. I mean, so um, it, it just, I, I, like, I like the story. It's just kind of a simple, like, it sounds like a light bulb went off for you, right? Yeah, it really did. And, you know, I talked to Jesse and Kurt about it that night. We talked We talked about business till probably about 4 a.m. Um, and uh, finally, we just had to call it quits. But uh, I talked to them about the idea and they were like, yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, pretty good idea, but start with something more simple. You know, I said, okay, okay. And, uh, I didn't listen very well, but <laughs> <laughs> good, good for you. Yeah. So you also make slings, which obviously it's not a new idea. Right. Um, and I'm even going to go a step further. So I, again, doing my research you have, and we'll talk about it later on, but you have like the quick adjust um, loop, which we'll get into, but mm-hmm. basically it's a way to make your sling shorter or longer really quick. Right. That's not a new idea. I mean, that's nope. been done by Larry Vickers and there's been a bunch of people that have come out with that. Yep. So it's not like, it's not like in this situation with slings, you didn't really invent a better mousetrap or at least to my knowledge, you didn't, right. but yet your business seems to be growing. So what sets your slings apart from other gear and other people's slings that are very similar in design? Well, I just, I wasn't, not, there's a lot of really good slings out there. Um, and a lot of really high quality slings out there. Um, but what I wanted was something that was just a little bit different. So, um, most of the slings that are out there that are padded slings, that's where my idea of 
making a sling came from. Um, the way they were constructed, uh, really, they were overcomplicated, and the padding didn't offer much, right? The padding was, I don't know, it just wasn't really there. Um, yeah. It, there was something in there, but there was not much cushion to it. Um, and I had a rifle sling that was on my uh, my 270 for hunting, and it had a neoprene pad in it and it was super comfortable that's the why that's why i bought it um and so i got the idea to use a neoprene foam on the inside and to create a, a tactical style slim line sling that uh the pad wasn't very wide because that's another issue that i saw with other padded slings is they're really wide i wanted something more streamlined that still offered a lot of cushion so so your pad, it is, you would still consider it to be tactical. It definitely is on that line. Yeah, absolutely. It's streamlined. There's no, there's nowhere to get hung up. It's not going to, yep. you know, it's not going to rub on your neck. It's not going to tear you up. Um, yeah, it def, it's definitely a tactical style sling. So you can maneuver with it. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, uh, you know, doing this for a couple of years now, Chad, and I'm, I'm, uh, would, could you tell us maybe one or two things that help make Flatline more success, successful than you anticipated it would be? Like something that you were like, wow, I, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> well, I don't know if I ever had that moment where, where I said, wow, that I, because I don't know. I, I, the way that I approach things is if somebody else can do it, I can do it too. Um, mm. I might not do it as well. I might not do it as fast or is efficient, but eventually I can get good at it if I, if I just practice. Um, so when I saw the success that Jesse and Kurt has had with blue alpha gear or blue alpha, um, I said, well, you know, they can do it. I can do it as well. And I will say that they had a lot to do and still have a lot to do with, uh, the success that I'm having now. They are, have been mentors and they are there any time of the day that I need it, I can call them, text them, and uh, they will give me advice and do anything they can to see me succeed. That's what they really want. Well, yeah, I have like to that. say when I talked, yeah, when I talked to Kurt, I mean, he was really, he was like, you, you really should, uh, should talk to Chad. And I mean, he really was. <clears throat> it was coming from a place of like he wanted your story to be told. I think um, on our, you know, on our show, and for mm -hmm. people, to, other people to hear it, and. Um, as our audience is growing, we're getting more and more people and more and more people are listening. And I'm kind of glad that we're able to, <clears throat> I like to highlight, obviously we, Keith and I say all the time, we like to meet interesting people, but I like to highlight people who are doing things, you know? Right. And, um, you said something that's interesting to me because a lot of times when I'm having moments of doubt in my ability to do something mm -hmm. and it doesn't, sometimes there's things that I'm like, eh, I'm going to outsource this. But a lot of times when I have like that little voice of doubt, I go, if someone put this together. I can take it apart and then put right. it back together, right? Like if someone else can do that, yeah. what's to say that I can't? Now, Keith, you just did a whole project on your Mustang. Yeah. That would scare the bejesus out of me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I the, know it's possible. It's the approach right? that you just said. Someone yeah. put it together. I can put it, take it apart and put it back together. Exactly. So I do want to get to our next segment. But I uh, before we do that, I have two pieces of business that I want to um, wrap up here. So first off, your products are all made in America. Mm -hmm. Keith, I know that makes you just tingle. I'm excited. It's good. Yeah. You offer a lifetime guarantee yep. and you ship free anywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
So to me and to Keith, I'm going to speak for both of us. These are really great policies. Um, and you know, especially the made in America part, but just all of it, right? Mm -hmm. What made you implement these policies in your business model? Like I want you to let people know why these were things that you said, if I'm going to run a business, this is how I'm going to run my business. Great question. Uh, quality is, is really important to me. And I feel like if I outsource those things, uh, if I outsource some of the manufacturing or all of the manufacturing, I, I feel like I could not, um, be hands-on enough and I could not, uh, you know, have good enough quality control. And I feel like, um, you know, not that in the future I won't hand it off to, cause I still do some of the manufacturing myself, um, as in me personally, but I do have employees that, uh, that make stuff as well, but I'm there to oversee it. Um, as far as free shipping goes, uh, Jesse and Kurt, kind of gave, gave me that little tidbit that people love free shipping. And I agree because I love free shipping when other, it's one of my favorite policies. It's one of my favorite, like the other two are very important. So the made in America is probably the most important to me because Keith and I have, you know, I I've broken my rule. We're trying to really stay away from China as much as we can, but sometimes it's hard, you know, it's hard all the time. Like not sometimes it is hard (laughs) every day. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Because you have to make the decision between like, do I want to buy one new item or do I want to buy five new items? Because the, the price differences can really matter. Right. So that is important to me. Offering lifetime guarantee, I think is, I've talked about it many times. I think it's a really great policy. But the shipping free thing, for some reason, it's like, it's it simplifies the process. There's nothing that makes me more annoyed than when I go, oh man, I found exactly what I want and it's $50, right. which is my price range. Right. And then I go to do my check out at the cart and they added like, you know, $15 on it. I'm like, Oh well, Jesus. Like, you know, not to you know. bad mouth other companies, but it, it, you know, and I'm not going to name names or anything, but it, it really, uh, irritated me. And same thing. I'd go check out. I need a, I need a lower parts kit. Um, and I just, you know, a lower parts kit, 30, 40 bucks, or, it, or I just need a couple springs or I need, you know, something really small and they're going to charge me eight dollars or sometimes ten dollars for shipping yep well yeah. i'm not gonna buy from you now i'm gonna go yep. somewhere else because um i know for a fact it does not cost them that much to ship that item they're using it as a way to to sort of uh, make, make money, more money on they're it. making yeah, more money, yeah. money um and you know i'm not mad at somebody that charges me sh- you know the correct amount for shipping Right. But it should vary per weight and size of the item. And a lot of companies, it's a, it's a flat rate and that's, yeah. that's, it's not right. I don't, I don't, I just, it's a it, spring, a spring doesn't cost $8 to ship. It just doesn't. You could put it in an envelope with a stamp. It would cost you, you know, pennies. It is very, it's, it's, it's very cheap for me to ship things all around the United States for free. And I'm happy to do it for people and I'm happy that it, it, it makes them happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you for running an honest business and a fair business and a business that's here in the United States. It means a lot to us on the show. And I think a lot of our listeners appreciate it. So I just want to say thank you for, for doing that. I appreciate it, man. If any, if anybody ever has any questions or, you know, any concerns with the product, like you said, I have a lifetime warranty and I stand by it, man. I, I don't ask you to send crap back to me. You know, if, if, if something broke, I'm just going to send you a new one, you know, yeah. period. That's great. So speaking of that, um, where can people find you online, social media, give us the full, the full rundown so people can find you. 
That's flatlinefiberco.com, uh, Flatline Fiber Co. on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I don't post on Twitter, but I have a Twitter. Um, <laughs> Instagram is is probably the best place to reach me. Um, to You can shoot me a DM. It'll be me that answers. Um, I don't have the money for a social media guy or anything. <laughs> I, I do like interacting with customers, though. Uh, if you go to the website and send an email, to um, you know, ask a question through the website. That'll go to my wife. She'll she'll help you out the best that she can, or she'll hand it over to me. Um, but yeah, cool. So uh, Chad, we have a, a game we play on the uh, the show <clears throat> called Run and Gun, and we were hoping you'd play with us today. All right, cool. So I'm gonna ask you ten rapid fire questions. I want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind mm. as quick as you can. And I will tell you, some people are horrible at it, and some people are great at it. So let's see how you do. <laughs> All right. So number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Um, uh, 11.5 AR. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Mm, uh, full auto MP5. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't <laughs> idolize many people. Like, you know what I mean? So. Fair enough. Favorite caliber? Ooh, nine millimeter. Favorite hobby, not gun related? Fishing. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To fly. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? (laughs) Both. (laughs) Trained. (laughs) Trained all day. Is it better to be loved or feared? Hmm. That's a hard one. Uh, Loved. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Uh, My buddy, Jeff. All right. I got to tell you, you ran that really well. And if it wasn't for the living or dead drink and the armed or trained Man, no one would have caught you. You those two stumped you, but everybody else would have lost to, to Chad any day of the week. Man, it's time for Top Gear. Let us test it before you invest it. So today on Top Gear, we are going to do one of our live reviews with Flatline Fiberco slings and Ear Pro wraps. So I always give Keith credit for this. Keith and I were sitting around one day drinking beers. And I said, what do, we, what do we do with this product that so-and-so sent us? And he said, man, screw it. Let's just review it with them on the show. He's like, why make them wait? Why make everyone wait? And I'm like, that sounds stupid. That's and he, cool. was like, he was like, shut up, man. He's like, it's an awesome idea. And I was like, yeah, it is kind of an awesome idea. So <laughs> I give him full credit for this. Um, thank thank you. you, Keith. You're welcome. Um, it is a really good idea because you get to kind of give us some information that maybe we missed. So we're going to review uh, the items Full disclosure, you did send us these items, but we are going to be honest and fair. Um, cool. And I wouldn't have reviewed it at all if I thought it was, I wouldn't have had you on the show at all if it was terrible products. So they're not terrible products. Well, honest feedback is what I, uh, I would, uh, that I urge everybody to give me is honest feedback because um, it's, it's hard to come by, to be honest. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do that. So Keith's going to start off. He's going to do the sling and, uh, we, we each have one. He had the padded, I had the non padded, but he's going to kind of lead this and I'll just jump in a little bit if I need to. Cool. All right. Well, uh, the, <laughs> the first part of this was 
was so funny was when Mike passed the, uh, the sling off to me, Chad, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, we both had the same idea that I was going to put it on my AR. But when I got back to the house, um, I realized that, uh, <laughs> I had no my, 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 yeah, my hand grip is stock and I didn't have a place to, uh, oh, no. you know, to mount it to. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm going to get something cool an SLR or something, but I put it on my, uh, the first gun I ever shot, which is uh, people listen to the show knows is a, a, a Mossberg, a 22 Magnum. Cool. And, uh, I just, I love that gun. It's like, obviously, you know, emotionally attached to it, but, um, I put it on and the first two things that I noticed right away is I'm a big guy and there was plenty of room for me to swing it over my fat ass shoulders. <laughs> and <laughs> so that was a one good thing. And one two, quick interruption. Chad had told me that he has a friend who's seven feet tall and he, he, he geared it around him. He said, if it can fit on him, it can fit on anybody. He's right. bigger than me. <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely felt the love. So good, good idea there. And the other thing was the stitching. It really was leaps and bounds above and beyond what I had on there. Thank you. And um, it was really, really noticeable right away. Thank you. I um, made that. I made that myself. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> makes you me did. feel good. Um, the quick adjustment loop worked worked as it should. Um, I full disclosure. I, I'm I'm not very experienced with a sling, so I YouTube some videos on like some different ways to to manipulate it and work it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that sounded a little bad. <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, and uh, I I ended up learning a few new ways to carry it and uh, and to actually store the sling on the gun, which was really cool. Right. And um, it's it's really changed my life. So I I didn't I couldn't do any of those things with the one that I had it on. What the one that I had on there. So. Um, I think it's a big improvement over what I had, which I think is, I mean, I picked it up off of a major retailer, so they're probably the same thing that, uh, that m- most other people have. So definitely things that they should be looking at when, when they're um, going to, to purchase a sling. Um, obviously, the, the things that we've talked about too, I, I like just in general about your product overall, and that's the fact that it's got a lifetime warranty and it's made in the U.S. Um, so overall, I... I think you can definitely tw- tell the quality over over things that are on the shelf. So I really appreciated it. The padding was exactly what you were describing when you were talking about it earlier, Chad. Is it was not too thick, it wasn't too wide. Um, it actually was longer um, in length than the one that I had. So it, it it was like it was more comfortable because it took up more of my shoulder. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, no, it does. Um, so that that was something that I that I I noticed right away as well. One of the things I liked about them was <clears throat> I, I uh, <laughs> full disclosure, Keith, I gave you the padded one because I knew I needed it. I knew you needed it. I thought you'd like the, the comfort of it. I he drives I, a giant, he drives a giant uh, Cadillac Lincoln, every day. A Cadillac, I mean, and I'm like, this is like, this just screams Keith. It's That's like awesome. riding on but my couch, Chad. <laughs> selfishly, the reason that I took the one I took is because it came, you gave it to me in um, the black multicam. Gotcha. And I just, I just like the black multicam. I thought it was cool. So I like they, you offer 10 different colors. I think that's kind of neat. And, um, uh, you know, the same thing Keith said, the lifetime warranty, all that stuff. But the pricing for the non padded is, um, $50 right now on sale for 45. And, um, 
$60 for the padded 55 on sale at, the, at this current moment. It may not be when this episode airs, but you know, I think I would say that your pricing is pretty comparable to other stuff in terms of like this style sling, mm-hmm. but I think it's the attention to detail that really makes kind of sets it apart. I, I don't think I paid much less for one that wasn't made in America and didn't have a great story behind it. So I would have spent the extra 10 bucks had I known. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was going for is that, you know, I knew that some people were going to look at it and say, wow, that's kind of expensive. Uh, but as soon as they put their hands on it, they realized what they were going to get plus the free shipping, the lifetime warranty. And I don't, I don't think I've said this, but, um, all of the materials that are on the sling and the sling is made out of is made in America materials, the thread, the Cordura, the webbing, um, the labels, everything, um, the hardware, everything is made in America. It was so. born in America. Every That's pretty of, cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you know what I will say, Keith, you just said something that was really cool and it just clicked in my mind. You said, I would gladly pay the $10 um, more for the made in America and the story that goes behind it, right? That's, that was, Definitely, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what I'm going to, I'm going to say is kind of, I think this is kind of important. You're paying $10 more or $15 more, but you know what you're paying for? You're actually paying for a man's word. Right, like so, you're if you're listening to this show, Chad has said, you know, if you have a problem, I'm just going to send it back. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you any questions. I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. That's a man's word. A man's giving you his word. Mm-hmm. That's worth ten dollars because a lot of people in this day and age, their their word doesn't mean jack shit. So I'll pay ten dollars for someone's word that they're going to stand behind their product. Yeah, customer cust- customer service is really important to us. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really hard to come by right now. Um, and I, I feel like that that's really unfortunate because there's a ton of great people in this country and everybody works really, really hard for their, uh, or all over the world as a matter of fact, but, um, everybody works really hard for their money. And, uh, I feel like, uh, good customer service is, should be a part of that, uh, every, e- everywhere. And unfortunately it's not. So we, yep. we've, we've come too much, uh, you know, been, been conditioned and, and lack of a better term brainwashed into, mm-hmm. you know, needing to buy things at like a Walmart price or an Amazon, you know what I mean? At the cheapest yeah. prices ever. Right. And it's ruined us. It's, it's ruined mom and pop stores. It's ruined stories like this. It's, it's, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it come as it's coming back. Everything is a yeah. revolution. Everything very, is cool. Yeah, and, very cool. Yeah. And, you know, these things don't, I can't make them super fast. Like they're made by hand. Um, so when you order just a fair warning, um, you might not get it the next day. <laughs> yeah. So there's lead times. Everything's posted. Lead times are posted under each product. Um, uh, we, we try to beat those lead times. Two, two day I, shipping. Two day shipping's been gone for a few months now. So and you know, but it, it it I feel like once the customer puts their their hands on the product, they'll understand why they had to wait. They might have had to wait five days, seven days. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the uh, the ear wraps, the uh, ear pro wraps. So. Let me start by saying this. This was a product I didn't know I needed till I had it. Okay. okay. So same same stuff as the sling. This one comes in nine colors. I don't know why you ditched the one color, but this one's available in nine colors um, instead of 10, which is fine. Um, <laughs> same, same stuff. Uh, I thought that was funny, actually. I was looking up stuff and I'm like, wait a minute. He dropped a color for this. Dude, it's so... it's. It's hard to keep up with, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It just, I, it, was, it just made me laugh. I'm like, he clearly didn't like that one color for these. Um, same thing, the stitching, the warranty, the US, main US, the shipping, all that stuff's great. But let's talk about the, the, the real mean potatoes of this thing. So it's offered in a lanyard version and a non-lanyard version. Um, 
and it's a $10 difference. So if you're out there listening, let me just tell you, you want the spring, spring for the $10. There's n- zero reason to buy, to, to save $10 on this. Okay. Go for the $40 option, get the, the lanyard. Okay. So first thing I'm thinking, this thing is you, you tell me you're going to send me this thing to take a look at. And the first thing I say to myself is, man, if he doesn't have like a little bit of like, um, loop and what I mean by loop, like Velcro loop on the top of this thing, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> thing comes in and there's loop on the top. And the reason why that's the reason why that's cool and important is because I can put my name on the top and I have I have on my uh, plate carrier my name on it. Right. But you don't realize how important that is. You go to a show like a big show or something and you you lay this thing down. It's gone. It could be gone. Not because someone's a bad person, just because everyone has the same ear pro. Everybody. So everybody. So having that that loop on the top for your name tape is I thought that was great. Um, and a must have, if it wasn't there, I would have been like all over this, that it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's the lanyard. I'm like, I don't want a lanyard. It's probably going to be bulky. It's going to, I'm going to feel it on my head. I was wrong again. Um, it tucks into this little pocket. Keith hasn't even seen this yet. I'm going to no, show it to him. Um, it tucks in and like, you literally don't even know it's there. There's a little loop that sticks out for you to pull it out. But other than that, like it just, it just blends in and it, it's not even there. It's it's kind of like uh, fairy dust. Like it's just magical. Uh, <laughs> it just disappears on you. And so when you're wearing it, you don't even know that this lanyard's there. And I'm gonna tell um, a couple little stories here. So I said it's the product I didn't know I needed till I needed it. And uh, I was I went to go sight in my hunting rifle because uh, hunting season just you know started. And um, I go to the range and I'm like a little flustered. There's like guys there. The one guy's using the uh, the rifle stand that I wanted, and like I'm like, oh Jesus, like, this it. is not. This isn't going good. There's only one good rifle stand in that whole freaking place. There really is only one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And no, there is. There's only one in that. The, the other one there's broke. There's three and, in there, but only one no, worth shit. Two, two of them seriously broke. So there's only one good one. Anyway, <laughs> so I said to the guy, "Do you mind if I go down and set up my target stand?" He's like, "Sure." And I get down there and I have like a staple gun in my hand. I have my ear pro in my hand. I have the tar. I'm like. I'm dropping things and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I have a freaking lanyard on this thing. <laughs> so I clip it on my belt and I was able, literally, I was like in the middle of dropping stuff all over the place. I look like a total spaz and I clipped it on and I was like, this is really, really handy. Like I, it just, I needed that clip and it just like was like there for me. It was really cool. And then the other story was I get my rifle sighted in and Opening day, I go out, I have my climber stand on my back. I have like a whole setup of stuff, food and, and my backpack. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going out, you're geared out and you got too much I, stuff. Yeah. And I've made the decision a couple of years ago, like I'm going to wear ear pro in the woods because I, I have some tinnitus and it's just, I don't want to lose my hearing. So I don't care what anybody says. I'm yeah. going to wear my ear pro in the woods Nothing and it's, it's, it. um, it's electronic so I can hear stuff around me and I start to set up um, my stand and I realize that like same kind of scenario, like I'm running out of hands. Like I have stuff like all the backpacks and I just clipped it on um, the back of my pack and I had my ear pro there. I was able to get up in my climber, climb up. And then when I got up there, it just was like hanging off my bag. I just put it back on. Like it was just really convenient is the best way. And then I'm up in my stand and I shot a I shot a deer early. I wasn't feeling well. I said, the first thing I see, I'm shooting. And I shoot a, a doe to put meat in the freezer. Nice. And 
<clears throat> I'm all excited. Like, you know, like, like the, I get that pump going, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting a half hour until I'm going to climb down and go get this thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I've been sitting here for an hour. I totally forgot I had ear protection on, like completely like just forgot I was wearing it. <laughs> and that, I, and the reason I say that is because if you're out there listening, you're going to be like, I don't need this. And if you're someone who goes to the range once a year, you're right. You probably don't need this. Right. But if you go to the range a lot, it's really, really comfortable. Like, trust me when I say this, like you forget you're wearing your ear protection. Um, so, I mean, the only, the only two issues I have with it, and it's nothing that it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think $40, you know, that price, it might be a little steep for like the casual shooter. Again, if you're going to the yeah, range probably. once a year, it's probably a little steep, yeah. you know? Um, I don't think that's like a shock to you. No, but if you're not. like a true gun enthusiast and you're someone who's going to the range multiple times a year, you know, multiple times a month, this is a no brainer. Like it's the best $40 you, you'll spend. Um, and the other thing is it does add a little bit of bulk to it. You know, like I have my, I actually have it in my hands right now. Yeah, it does. It adds a little bit of bulk. I have a little tiny peanut head. So I put it on, I look a little, a little ridiculous maybe, but, um, it, it's just, it adds bulk, but it adds bulk because it adds comfort. So it's one of those, like, right. it just is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if you don't, if you don't like, you know, it does, it, the one the, with the lanyard, it is slightly thicker, but if you don't want that, you can also opt with the, the, uh, the ear pro wrap without the lanyard. Um, you know, cause it, it, it does add a little bit of bulk, but, uh, it, it's a lot more useful, I think. I would, I would, like I said it before, I would not get this without the lanyard. That thing is, it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to kind of, any rebuttal or anything you want to add before yeah. we kind of move on? No, I'd agree. Um, I think that um, uh, one of my goals with that product is to improve upon it a little bit. Um, maybe make the clip um, stow um, a little bit smaller. Um, maybe have a little, a bit smaller profile. That is one of my goals. Um, but with, uh, growing a small business, um, there's not a whole lot of time for R and D once things get popular and start rolling. So hopefully yeah. in the future I can backtrack and, and improve upon that product, you know? Yeah. The, you use the HK clip, which it's a cool look. I like the way that clip looks, but like right. it was a little hard to hook on. Like I had to kind of like fumble with a little bit. Um, but I think it's the best clip for its purpose because it, it's flat and it tucks away really well. So right. again, it's one of those, like it is what it is. Like I think, I don't think a, a different clip, like the kind of clip on like a dog leash would probably actually be easier to clip on, right. but it would not lay flat. So it wouldn't be practical. You yeah. Know? The biggest thing with that is to use your thumb to press in that where it's the, the spring part of the clip is use your thumb. Um, so everything's thought out where, uh, you know, when you have the ear, it's really thought out for right-handed people. I'm sorry, left-handed people, uh, but <laughs> it's right. really, I'm used to it, Chad. <laughs> oh, you're left-handed. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> My son's left-handed too. So I understand. Um, you can flip one around for him. <laughs> yeah, I can, but I won't, but <laughs> <laughs> use your right hand. No, yeah. Scared. Figure it out. <laughs> no, but it, it's really thought out. So, so you hold that clip in your right hand and you use your thumb to press it in. I um, just noticed that. I didn't, I didn't know there's a little bit of a lip on the one side, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, I'd like to find a better clip. I have not found a better clip yet. 
um, or, or a better way to stow it. Um, one tip I would have for people that do have or, or do buy that AirPro wrap is that when you install it on your, your EarPro, I have a video on how to install it on my Instagram page uh, under IG, my IGTV. Um, but if you, the tighter that you wrap the EarPro, the, the tighter that you wrap it around the headband, uh, the tighter it's going to stow that clip. So if you like to train and move quite a bit, I would wrap that nice and tight so it stows and doesn't and doesn't yeah. come out. Yeah, you we I've, that's a really good point that we should mention too. You have instructional videos, which is yeah. really great. I have a question for you. I'm actually holding it. Does the clip go like on top of the strap and then tuck in or does it fold under the strap and then tuck in? Under. How's it designed? Under okay, because yep. yeah. I've done it both ways, but I okay, I'm I wasn't sure which way you had designed it to be. Yeah, it stows a little bit better if you fold it under. Um, and uh, I do intend on with the non uh, with the non lanyard version to put a little loop in case somebody wants to, you know, they if they have a uh, a battle belt or something that they have a a. a HK clip already on the battle belt for like gloves or something. They can hang their ear pro from that. Uh, I just haven't done it yet, but it's in the future gotcha. too. Let's mix it up. So today on Let's Mix It Up, we are going to continue our topic on ear protection. And this kind of came about, Keith had said to me probably about a month and a half ago, he's like, could we do a segment on ear protection? Because I really want to kind of upgrade my, you know, kind of up my game with ear protection. And I, I don't was like, know. Dude. I, I just don't know a lot about it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, just wait. I was like, I think we have the perfect person to have on a, with this topic. So anyway, um, I figured we would talk about like, so the pros and cons of different ear protection. And I broke it into two categories. So we have our in-ear ear protection, and then you have your sort of earmuff protection, right? Mm-hmm. So in ear, you have your disposable, the classic like foam, like orange foam ones you kind of squeeze and then they expand in your ear. There's like the pre-molded. Peanut, little expandable peanuts. Yes, yes, exactly. You have the pre-molded reusable ones. So again, they go in the ear, but they're more, you can use them over and over. Then you can go into like custom molded, which I actually own a pair of those where they pour stuff in your ear and it, it molds to your ear canal. And then if you really want to go high end, you can go electronic custom molded. So now it's electronic. You can actually hear, you know, things and it shuts off and all that cool stuff, but they're like super expensive. Right. So Chad, do you have experience? I know your, your product is for muffs, but do you have experience with these kind of, um, I have experience with in the year, um, like foamies, um, and regular push in ones because, uh, being in aviation, that's kind mm-hmm. of what I started off, uh, wearing, um, but I would say that um, my experience with those, the molded ones are, are a little bit more comfortable. Uh, they do deaden the sound pretty well. Um, but when you remove them and put them back in, remove them, put them back in, if you're not, if you're not careful with them, um, they'll get really dirty. And uh, then you're going to end up giving yourself an ear infection. So, yeah. you know, that's... that's- I don't know. I'm kind of weird about stuff like that. So I don't, you know, that's just, that's just me. They, they get uncomfortable. 
have you used in in ear, Keith? Yeah, I mean, I well, not I've used them sort of the similar ways that uh, Chad is talking about using them. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, in aviation, I mean, you can get some serious headsets too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like kind of really, really, yeah. you know, Cadillac kind of things. And I I think I'm more of an earmuff person, but I where I've seen some of the in ear stuff that I thought was cool was trap shooting. You know, I I mean, these guys come out and they got you know really nice guns and really nice ear protection. Right. And, uh, I just was like, man, I, 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 I I'm willing to spend some bucks. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah. You know, you know me, Mike, you know, <laughs> you got some money, you got some money, huh? All right. Uh, not like that, but like, <laughs> I, for the but when you that, have something you want, you're willing yeah, to spend money on it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I understand. I'm just giving you. Yeah. Credit. I just, no. I, I look, I'm not a, opposed to being patient and I'm disciplined to save enough money to get the nice thing that I want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I have a, okay. So I've used the orange disposables. First off, they actually protect your ears better. They do. Than, than the earmuffs. They, they offer a higher, okay. Okay. they offer a higher rating of, of ear protection, but I never fully trust them. Yep. I'm always like, Oh, that thing could pop out of my ear so easily. And they can, and they can, you know? Um, I have a, this is just a personal thing. I have a, I feel like I have a weird ear canal and those pre-molded ones never seem to fit my ears right. I do too. So, Custom. well, so one year I was at a show and they were doing the, not the electronic ones. They're like $800. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But I went to a booth and they did the custom molded. I have them. And you know what? I know that they, they should protect my ears better. But for some reason, like I'm putting them in and I'm like, what if I don't put them in right? I feel as though even when they're in ear, my ears, I still feel like I hear fine. Like I don't feel like things are muted very well. So I just, it's more of like a, for me, a confidence thing. I don't really have confidence in things that I'm putting in my ear where the ear muffs, I feel like they're idiot proof. I can't screw it up, mm -hmm. you know? So the ear muffs, I mean, I'm with you, Keith. I kind of feel like that's just I have come to the conclusion that's just more for me, and it sounds like Chad. It yeah. sounds like for you too, right? It is. I mean, I'm it, for me. It's just it's really about comfort. Um, if you really want to protect your ears, like you have you have a problem with it, I, I think you should really double up. If you like, if you're in yeah. it, like being in aviation, um, doing a lot of sheet metal and stuff, I think that uh, you should probably double up and use in ear foamies and earmuffs. But yeah, you know, we're I was going to I was shooting so. I was going to say, so for the earmuffs, I mean, there's basically, there's basically two type three, if you want to be technical. So there's the, there's the passive, which is just, they're just muffs. Mm -hmm. There's the electronic. And then there is the, like, I would call them like, they're like, they're not the slim line. They're the bigger, like they look almost like avionic. They're real big mm -hmm. and they offer a little more protection, but they're really not practical. They're so big and they're like kind of cumbersome. So really the passive and the electronics, your options and the electronics, like the ones I have are the Howard lights. I don't know if right. you like use Peltors or Howard lights. I don't know what you use, Chad. Um, I have Howard lights. Um, they're great. They're affordable. Yeah. They work yeah. really well. What are they like um, 50 bucks? Yeah, they're, uh, on sale. You can catch them for that. But uh, I mean, I think average is 55 to 60, but they're, um, for yeah. the price, they're high quality. I also use, uh, Sordans, Sword okay. Supreme X's. Okay. That's that's my go-to right now. I've never heard of those. Yeah, um, they used to be made by MSA. I think now that Sordan uh, is a company on their own now. Um, but uh, being that I was making ear pro reps, I had to try out all of them. Well, for the most part, yeah. um, 
Walker razors are also a really uh, good budget friendly version um, for the Howard lights. And I'm not sure about the walkers, but uh, for the Howard lights, I would definitely recommend noise fighter gel cups. Yeah. I've heard yeah, of those. And I, that's one of the things that the head, the, the wrap that you gave me was one thing I wanted to upgrade. And then this, those cups are cool. Those gel cups. Yeah. If you buy ear pro wrap from me and uh, noise fighter gel cups, um, it's going to add about another 90 bucks to your ear pro. So you're going to be, you know, looking at $140 or $150 on ear pro. But it, do yeah. you think it's better to build one? Like, like get the Walker razor and you're still in for less than like the swords, right? So you think it's better to try to build one like that, like a, with the gel cups and then the, you know, put the I pro think in. it is. It, it just, I mean, it just depends on how much money you want to spend, to be honest. How with much you. of the swords? How much are they? I think I spent like 250 or 275. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, are they better protection or like what's, what's the, I think, why the ra- I, I think the rating is the same. I'll look it up, but I think the rating's the same. Um, but they yeah. have gel cups in them. Oh, okay. Uh, they come with joke up. So I have to tell you that, I mean, I love, I had the Howard lights. I've had them for years. Um, they're just really good, man. Like, I mean, I, I really like them. I think they're comfortable and I, I do want the gel cups, but overall, like, I just think they're, um, they're a really good bang for the buck, you know, and they sound mm, really good. And that's, yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. And, um, so like I can make them like real, obviously really loud, but you almost don't want to, I can dial it down to where it just sounds like natural. It almost that, sounds like you're just naturally hearing what you normally would hear. So I've not experienced that side of, you know, like an electronic set of earphones like that, you know, yeah. um, it, that's the way to go. Right. I mean, you don't, if you can afford to get a, get something good where you can still be able to hear what's going on around you without yes. yelling and screaming. The yes. electronic way, it, yeah, that's the way. And it's it really a real, it, it's not just, okay, so let's say you take a class and you're on the firing line and Absolutely. God forbid somebody, you know, um, stops the line. You want to make sure you stop shooting. You know, you yeah. want to make sure you can hear that. So there's a safety aspect to it. There's a, just the aspect of when I, like when we go out and we take a new shooter out and I'm explaining things to them, if they ask, or if they're asking me questions, I can, I can hear their questions. You know, I can hear what they're asking yeah. me. So I, I like the electronics. I'll never buy a passive pair again. I mean, other than maybe just for a spare pair for someone else. So the Howard lights, um, the Howard light impact pros that we're talking about, um, they are fifty one ninety five on Amazon and the decibel reduction rating is 22 decibels, um, for the, and the, they're 50 bucks. And the okay. Sword and Supremes, the decibel rating reduction is twenty five decibels. So, I mean, for a little the, better, yeah. I mean, two hundred dollars cheaper. I mean, if you're, I would, I would buy the Howard lights. To be honest with you, I mean, for the record, neither of those is really rated for super, super high caliber. That's really pistol grade, I would say. Um, from the research I've done, I mean, not the, yeah, I, they, I shoot my, I shoot my rifle with them and my shotgun. I'm not saying you can't. But it's not ideal. No, really, not, sh- you should double up. Yeah, not, can, yeah, for big board, double up for sure. Yeah, and yeah, indoor can, shooting. Like if you go indoor shooting, forget it. You oh, definitely need to double give, up. Give yeah. me, give me some um, context of the of decibel letter levels for calibers. So I have a thing right here. Hold on, really quick, um, Keith. So uh, firearms are rated at like 140 decibels. Which is on like that's the they call this is this list is the painful side where like an alarm clock is eighty decibels. 
Okay. Aircraft noise is, I think, similar to gun yes, noise. Yes, correct. 140 is the aircraft engine. Um, a concert, a rock concert is actually 150. It's actually higher than firearms and jet engines, which is pretty funny. Um, but I, how does it work? Like, So if it's 22, you basically take the 140 and you subtract the 22. Is that correct? Uh, that's what it says. It says this means that that noise around you can be reduced up to 25 de- decibels. Yeah. So, so I mean, really, like you're not even really that low. You're still in the one yeah, yeah, yeah. 20s, which oh, is still that, pretty I, loud. Okay. I've never had a, I didn't understand it that way. So that's- But to put in perspective, 120. So let's just say that the Howard lights bring your firearm to 120, right? You're mm-hmm. dropping down mm-hmm. 20 to 118. 120 decibels would be like a plane taking off, um, car stereo, a band practice, so, I mean, like okay. a car stereo, I mean, you, people listen to their car stereo, so they're not pretty is there Is there a recommendation of what, you know, you should try to get down to, or is it more like a personal preference? Um, there, there's definitely yeah. a rating that, that, that your ears start to be, become damaged, but mm. I, I can't remember what the heck it is, to be I, honest with you. I want to say like 80, but I, I'm just, that's, I, I read stuff, but I can't remember exactly. Okay. So yeah, just, I, I, just try to find something that, you know, based on the caliber that you're shooting, whatever the decibels are, reduce it down to a yeah, man, I don't something, remember. That, something that you find on that list that is tolerable. <laughs> the CDC says noise above 70 decibels over a prolonged period of time may start to damage well, your hearing. So I mean, over a is, prolonged period of time, um, yeah, well, over 120 can cause immediate harm. Yeah, when so I'm reading, I'm reading an article here. The amount of on-the-job noise exposure can be determined through testing. Excessive noise is defined as 85 to 90 vessels or more over an eight-hour period. So you're not going to be shooting for that long. No, you know? no, no. Yeah. Unless you're training. Yes. Yeah, and that's then, true. But yeah, I, I, I think the, the electronic ear pro, like you said, if you're, if you're taking instru- instruction with someone or you're, you're training on a regular basis – um, you, you know, you're going to want it, you're going to want electronic ear pro so you can communicate with your, with your friends yeah. and the people that you train with. Definitely. And one other thing I want to point out for anybody out there listening and also Keith, I know you're asking these questions. So let's say that the in-ear phone plugs are a 29 decibel NRR 29 decibel rating and the earmuffs, let's say are, a t- I'm just using the example they gave me here are a 27 decibel NRR rating. You don't just add those together. Right. Right. Uh, so 29 and 27 actually only gives you 39 decibel protection. So it does give you more, but it's not like you just add them together and you get, you know, 60. Does that make sense? It's, it's not quite that it's, I think it's probably, if I had, I'm just doing this quickly. It's like almost like half. If you, if you put them in half and then add them, that's kind of, it's not like, you know, it's not like double wrapping something before you put in the freezer, you know, not the same. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I knew you were going (laughs) to. <laughs> I, I I had to quickly come up with how I was gonna not make it sound like what you thought it was gonna sound like. Unfortunately, my mind always goes that direction. <laughs> That's the corrections officer. Your air, your your uh, aeronautics industry apparently is the same way. So, <laughs> I I my mind couldn't help it. But anyway, I'm gonna end on that note, and I just want to. Chad, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you for sharing your craft and your expertise. And, um, you know, giving us some good food for thought and about the products you, you offer and all of your, um, your online presence, it's going to be in our show notes. So anybody looking to, to find them, obviously you can just listen to the show and go, or you can find the link in our show notes. Yeah. Great conversation, Chad. Thank you. 
Yeah, hey, I appreciate it, man. I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I look forward to sharing your podcast with other people and, you know, putting it out there. Thank you. And, you know, I do want to say that, um, you know, you sent us products to review and I really um, want to thank you for letting us review it live on the air because a lot of people, I think, are thin skinned and they don't want to hear. <laughs> there really wasn't much I could say about your product. It was a good product. But, you know, at the same time, you know, like I thought it was great that you're honest that for the person that goes once a year, it probably is a lot of money for them. And that's, I think, shows through to the person that you are. And I think people people can see that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely point people in the right direction, regardless if it's my product or somebody else's product. Um, what's what's more fitting for the individual? Um, yeah, that's the, you know, I think we can get along uh, a long way in uh, in life if we're just honest with people. So, it's a great policy. So, to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media, so be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep the conversation going. Gentlemen, thank you for a great conversation. Have a good night.